welcome into the podcast, the counter show. That's my good friend Keith right over there. Hey, everybody. Hi, Hi mom. <laughs> yeah. Right on, man. How you feeling? Good? Good. Yeah, solving the world's problems, pal? One, uh, one scratch piece, at a time? One, one scratch at a time, man. Get these people to stop parking next to me, scratching my doors up. Yeah, so just to everybody to give you kind of an insight into to that, uh, Keith had an unexpected uh, gift left on the, uh, look to be the uh, passenger side door. Is that right? Yeah, took my son out to get a bicycle. He's been working yeah. toward, come out. <laughs> By the way, it's that very was the straight. same place that I sent you the picture from last week where that guy in the... The dude in the was FJ? it a Tacoma that parked right next to me? That you know? Oh, it was, was a Tacoma. It was when you were in your FJ. Same place. Same place. God, man, what is wrong with people, man? Yeah, I don't know. What is it's wrong? A strip it's, mall, uh, so again, it's not like I had choices. I I had to park well, where I had to park. No, I get it. And like yesterday, the wife and I, we had to go to a store over in the big city next to us, and um, I wanted to take the Cooper out. You know how I I love my Cooper. And I park that thing as far away as I possibly can from any person that I can. Or in a, in a place where nobody's ever going to park here, man. Right? But lo and behold, it happened to me yesterday as well. Now, they weren't right next to me, but they could have parked anywhere they wanted to in that parking lot. With the state of the shape that that vehicle was in, they didn't need to be, unless they were just looking to exercise. I don't know. Scrat, scratch or dent? Neither. I didn't get anything. Oh, okay. I didn't get anything. I was saying I was very fortunate, but I parked far enough away, thinking nobody. The, the parking lot is empty, man. So you know. So what is, you know, what is wrong with people? People, people have, well, lost, people their have lost their damn minds, right? <laughs> yes, and so <laughs> I have been reading a little bit of Mark Twain lately, oh. um, and it it's not anything new, as we are inclined to kind of think this is uh, that chaos and pandemonium is new to us in this era. It's not. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it, it it isn't no. So, folks, today's show, we're going to be talking about um, people losing people their have, damn minds. People have lost their damn minds. Yeah, and so, but we're also going to be talking about um, you know tr- try to give you some updates on the uh, the Corvette C8. Um, kind of talk a little bit about some of the um, uh, issues that they have had, the challenges that they've run into this year trying to get that thing into a full production. Um, so we'll we'll touch on some of those things a little later on in the podcast here, so just please stay tuned. Um, but we're going to get into a um, little news. Live. <laughs> oh, I, I was it. so ready. I was I know, so ready. I know, man. Finger on the button, man. Finger guys, on the button. You guys, I don't know that this portion will make it out to video, but if you could play that back in slow motion and you see... <laughs> I mean, it's like the. It's I like think the I saw. I right think I saw it. your. I think I saw your 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 eyebrow hair stand yeah. up, man. You know, you were that <laughs> excited about it, man. It's, I love that. I, I I do love that. So, c- can we just have it one more time, ladies and gentlemen? We are ready for the news. <laughs> I lo- I love it. Live. Okay, so Keith, you got the first story there. Um, this is your your neck yeah. of the woods anyway. So this is, so so people that uh, speaking of people that have lost their, but it's not just people; it's companies. I was talking to your uh, one of your kids yesterday, and yeah. Uh, yeah, he's not a kid anymore. 
but no, we were talking no. about Apple. Yep. He works in technology, and he said, uh, you know, what, what do you think about this, um, this whole Apple change in processors, which we have an article on our website. Actually, this is what I told him. I said, you know, I wrote an article on that. You should go check out our website. You'll get my full opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. But, I, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Okay, I'm going to try to not be pessimistic. Mm-hmm. And you pointed something out right before we hit record on this to yep. try to bring some good news. Uh, it's easy a lot of the times to focus on the bad. Mm-hmm. I really hope Apple is not repeating previous mistakes. Yeah. And I, I think I said this in the article too. Prove me wrong, but it sure does look like you guys haven't learned from 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 your past endeavors. Right. Um. So apparently there's a there's a rub with Intel, and Intel had some issues with their Skylake processor architecture, and Apple uh, got impatient and said we can't tolerate this, and so we're going to go our own way. And that was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back. But I think the problem from where I see it is Apple is is now directly competing with Intel. And mm-hmm. Intel's kind of the processor. I mean, you have AMD and then you have mm-hmm. Intel. Yeah. And that's kind of oddly all they do. I mean, right. uh, you know, uh, uh, Intel's into some other stuff. You know, they developed Thunderbolt and all that. But processors are their, their forte, right? It's not right. Apple's forte. Right. So they're going to be in a foot race with Intel the the day they release this stuff. And I just don't see it. You know, all these YouTubers are going to go, hey, let's do a benchmark comparison of Apple's latest processor versus Intel's. It's not it's not going to be pretty. No, I don't think so either. And, and I'm not as knowledgeable in that area as you are. But, I, you know, talking to my son about it, you know, he kind of gave me a little bit more you know input into it. But or insight, I should say, he, he has. Because the, fir- the first thing I, I got, you know, like you, I get a text uh, from him. And he's like, dude, don't don't buy any Apple product. Um, well, and I, honestly, I, so I that's a little bit, right now I feel like a herd mentality. N- mm-hmm. no, no, no offense to hmm? son number one. <laughs> right, uh, right. But... Now is actually not a bad time to buy. It's when they do the switch over in a year or two. And they they said That's, it's going to take them a projected two years to complete this. Yeah. They're going to start with the little stuff first. Mm-hmm. So the Mac Pro is probably going to be last. Their heaviest hitters, their hardest workers, their most powerful machines are going to be last. Yeah. Because those take the biggest processors. They take the fastest processors. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you buy something now, you'll probably get four years out of it, and it's running Intel chipsets, and it'll be fine. It's that first generation after they make the switch that I won't touch. Yeah, you know, and you got into that a little bit deeper with me, and and you know, you have a better understanding or grasp of what the the challenges are going to be for people who are loyal Apple fans. Um, yeah, but it's it's that ability to be able to work across different operating systems. Um, and you know yeah, that's that's going to be uh, somewhat of an issue in the future if they do this correct or yeah and i was trying to think of an automotive analogy on this it is mm. really not the same as gm or ford making their own engine mm. um it really isn't because 
those companies, I know they're they're automobile manufacturers, but they have and always will be probably their own engine manufacturers also. Now there's right. been some cross-platform partnerships and whatnot. But it's it's more Jay like changing fuel. Right, right. You right, can't right. put if you've got an internal combustion unleaded gasoline engine and you try to convert that over to diesel. Okay. Yeah. Every single thing in the engine side of that vehicle, from spark plugs on the front end to catalytic converters on the back end, that all has to be readdressed and changed, right? absolutely it does, yeah. So if you have a piece of software running on macOS today, every piece of code has to be modified to work with the new processors. Now, Apple has... A go-between. It's a translation system, and they call it Rosetta. But people are quick to point out here, yeah, and how much slower does that make it? Because now you're working with a translator. Right. Right, so instead of me just telling you something and then you going, oh, okay, I'll write that down. Now I have to tell a translator who has to tell you, and then you write it down. Yeah, it's just ah, not going to be easy. And, And you and I talked about it because from... Um, from a media standpoint or from, uh, you know, production, uh, Apple, Macs have just been the go-to yeah. operating systems for a lot of the software used in music industry. We, we have tried. Mm-hmm. I have personally tried. Uh, I, got, I got mad at Apple for a while, and I went over to a Microsoft Surface Book 2. It was their flagship, high-end. Mm-hmm. I had nothing but trouble, particularly around their update life cycles uh they have you locked down and they didn't update the graphic chipsets on that thing sometimes for nine months and i was just in the adobe software ecosystem i was in all kinds of trouble it was uh, i was a mess so apple just really is the the clean ui if you're on the creative side if you're a photographer a videographer music creator uh you know if you're a creative professional right that's kind of that's the tool of choice do you think they will still, when they make these changes? Of course, it's it's too early to tell. We don't have a crystal ball, but um, I mean, has has is there a Microsoft product? I know you just said there really wasn't, but I mean, is there something that you expect that that Microsoft is sitting back going, oh boy, uh, licking licking their chops? Maybe or? I don't honestly don't know what kind of drugs those guys are doing. Um, so they announced this week. Have they, they have they too lost their damn minds? They they sort of have. They announced this week. Here's another news article for you. Um, they're closing all their retail stores. Microsoft mm. allow, announced this last week they're shutting down all their retail. I, stores. I saw that a uh, little blurb on um, uh, the local news this morning <laughs> because of the. Because uh, obviously Microsoft is downtown Seattle. Um, you know. So, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I I don't know what they're thinking. So. Uh, the they released a Surface Book three. It's kind of more of the same. They, mm-hmm. It doesn't look like they have addressed some of these issues. The, really, the big issue with them is at, this is where Apple has the leg up. Apple would tell us, and I've been on the Apple campus before. They make mm-hmm. the whole widget, right? Okay. So they, they the, what that means in layman's terms is they make the computer hardware, they make your laptop, and they make the operating system that it runs on, right? Okay. Microsoft just got into making their own hardware a few years back. 
Right. And they started first with the Surface tablets, and then they went to the notebooks, and they got bigger, and they got now they got the like big like desktop editing system. The problem is they're behind in that race, and they haven't learned their lesson that if you're going to make hardware, mm-hmm. you have to release regular updates for that ho- hardware, or you, you're going to have issues. Right. You're going to have people like Adobe releasing updates that require the latest versions of drivers for the graphics card in that computer and you haven't updated it yet and you know what, so microsoft me, does not learn their lesson there well you know for me too one of the biggest issues that i have with with a microsoft product um and i use both operating i i, I have mac i have we, we have to have it to do what we do um the biggest beef that i have with these guys when they push an update microsoft they just take over your whole system and they change stuff in the background and it's like every it's getting better it's getting better but that is a long-standing um problem now what they have done to try to remedy that especially in corporations is they'll do update tuesdays so it's Mm -hmm. like just everybody learns that all the updates happen tuesday morning and people literally like start to put their calendars like well i can't have any like you know PC related tasks first thing on Tuesday morning when I come in because there'll be updates waiting for me and right, yeah. <laughs> right. That's their way of solving that, right? Yeah. So uh, what else we got, man? What else is? Oh, uh, well, you got some good. You got some. You got some got good some, news. Got some good news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who, who in the world doesn't like, you know, just the old, that nostalgia of going into like an old school drive-in restaurant where you you got the car hop coming out to you or you got like Sonic is the modern day drive-in you right. know and you got the button you mash and but you the, talk to them they all used to do it McDonald's used to do it right right, right. so with all of the um, you know with the COVID or the Rona Rona seems to be floating around a lot lately um, drive-in restaurants are, are popping up again and um, because you can socially distance, you can have your own space, you can enjoy a good meal, it's a good time out. And not only that, with that, it kind of gets people to, to, to pull the old car out of the garage that they haven't driven in a while and put a coat of wax on it, you know, like say a 57 Chevy that you've owned for years and you, you just haven't had that time to get it out, you know, but you're, this is a fun thing to do in one of those. And uh, It's so interesting you, you say that because my son and I have been driving around lately, and we've seen a lot more vintage automobiles on mm-hmm. the streets yeah. than we would normally. Like, I'm talking about, like, in a, you know, in a three-week period, we're maybe seeing, like, five or six, I mean, vintage, like, like 60 years old, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. like cars from the 40s and 50s. And we're seeing a whole lot more of those on the streets right now. We are as well. I mean, not only because it's, I mean, summertime has, the weather is more conducive for that type of activity on some of these vehicles. Um, a lot of people don't even like to drive them in the rain. But Well, do you think it's, there's any, you know, we can't have car shows right now, right? You can have car shows. And in fact, we're hat. Well, when you say car shows, you're talking about big convention styles where you're in, in yeah, closed where we areas. all go yeah. to like an yeah. area that's got a huge right. parking lot. And, yeah, you, you can't know. can't really do that. Um, they're trying to stay away from that. But what you have is a lot of your local car clubs. You know, you might have a Chevy club or a Corvette club or whatever. They are organizing throughout the uh, county here. Um, they're putting putting it out on Facebook where the owners are driving to their location, parking the vehicle, 
just doing their normal, putting the signs up in front of them and getting away from them. Um, and they're all socially distanced to where families, young kids can come, come walk up and, and, uh, you know, enjoy themselves. I see you smiling. I'm, I'm just thinking like, how could I have fun with this? Like the Ford Fiesta club. <laughs> oh, the Ford Fiesta club. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, we've got, yeah, we've got a couple of, we've got some, a, a big what deal else? here is the old scooters, man. How about, how about the, the Yugo collectors club? The Yugo collectors club. Well, there's a Vespa club here, man. Oh, and and okay. there, uh, there's yeah, they're they're uh, they're hooligans, man. Mm. They're hooligans. I'm telling mm. you, Mm-mm. I can't. <laughs> I'm, I might offend some of our audience if I. But these are old school Vespas where they've restored them, and and you know with the old paint schemes and everything. They're really cool though to see those little guys running around. They got some of the guys got the big helmets on with the you know spike out of the. Top. This isn't Italy. Uh, I know we it, don't. Man, you know. Uh, okay, I, but that's I got fun. it. Yeah. Fun. It's fun, but but anyway, isn't this just neat, man? And we said that there's things that are going to come back that we haven't had in a while, and you know, like drive-in theaters. I mean, drive-in theaters are making a comeback. I mean, they're, concerts, they're doing that. concerts. You talked. Yeah. There was a. There's something going. On. You got a drive-in concert. They got a drive-in you? concert uh, here in the county that's going to be coming up, and and it's just a big stage, and you know, people so, can they could they have to stay near their car if they get out of their car, they have to put the mask on because masks are mandatory yeah. now. So they did that here. Now I don't know if in Tennessee they required the masks outside. That that's th- this happened uh, two or three weeks ago. Mm. They had it at the uh, at the fair fairgrounds. Mm. Yeah, which is you know there's lots of parking spaces out there and all that. And um, something that w- that that the the local newspaper commented on that is a new one. You know, at concerts you got used to have the lighters. You know, and everybody mm-hmm. would you know now and now it's their phones. But, right. With the fake Bic lighter on the screen and all that. I've got one. I have a fake Bic lighter. Yeah. Okay. Well, now (laughs) what they're doing at these drive-in concerts is everybody starts honking. Ah. Right. Like at the end of the at at the end of the song, Uh, and they're also you know they'll show up in pickup trucks and they'll put like a riser in the bed or something so they can sit like up, or sit on the roofs. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Why not, man? Get creative. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you gotta we. You you got to get out. We're just, I mean, we're social. I'd, we're social species. I throw a picnic table man. in the back. Heck yeah, why not? I mean, you know, and you, you could uh, right? you could drive your Thor up there, man, and we can uh, set up on the rooftop there. Ooh, I, we've we saw somebody doing that last year at Charlotte at the uh, Coca Cola Six Hundred, right? Where they converted a motorhome and they put guardrails on the roof, mm-hmm. and they had their because they were uh, camping on the infield. So they would yeah. sit up on the roof so they could see over all the RVs on the infield and watch the race. That's great. Yeah. Why not? Creative. Get creative, man. Work with what you got. Rubbing sticks, man. Making lemonade, dude. So speaking of racing and rubbing sticks, possibly lemons. No, I don't know. I don't think it's a lemon. Oh, no. no, no. This Corvette well, some, thing. Yeah. Which I think is going to tie into more of what we're going to talk about later. But uh, it, it will. But it. And, and we're talking about the... Uh, the ad well, ye, that we saw. Ye, you had a couple different ways to slice this. Now you had a Toyota product that you were going to mention. I just know, I don't know what's going on with GM. Uh, they've lost their mind again. We can maybe talk about that later. Uh, they had a prime opportunity with this thing mm-hmm. to to dominate the market and people's attention, and it seems like they kind of just gave up and walked away. I maybe I'm wrong, uh, but well, what 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 do you you know? It's your. Uh, it's your well, news segment. What do you want to talk about? 
Oh, well, see, I want to talk about the guy who put the, the, the local Toyota dealership to put the billboard up about, hey, you're waiting on your vet, man. Don't wait any longer. We've got Supers sitting over here. You know? Yeah. And um, that's kind of a creative way to, to, to get people's attention. I did um, see one in the wild. What? Here. What? One of a, the new C8. C8? I have only seen one. It was white. Um, and I was with my kid, and we went, hey, look at that, a C8. And it was three weeks ago. I have seen, since we did the video, Yeah. where I, I went to the Corvette Museum last summer, mm-hmm. I have not seen any in the wild except for that one. Wow. Wow. That's You know, I haven't seen any. None. So this Zero. guy... This guy that's uh, he's a he's a he's a dealership. He's a Toyota a dealership. Yeah, Toyota okay. dealership in Louisiana. And basically, what he's trying to do is convince Corvette fans to buy a Super. Um. So uh, when it was yeah, I don't know, man. So when it was launched, it was considered as a well-priced sports car, you know. But then Corvette comes out with this entry-level fifty-nine thousand dollar C8, man. So you got a $50,000 Toyota Supra and a $59,000 Corvette. What are you going to buy? I think I'm going to spend 10 more grand. I'm probably going vet, man. I'm going to go get the Lexus. <laughs> yeah, way to divert that down my, the dirt My road, kid man. will 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 point out that they they have a couple forays into performance that are pretty decent right now that would get you a good quality car. With see, I just that super is not powerful enough to compete compete with the Corvette. That's see, my that's my issue. Oh, absolutely. You know what's interesting? Well, it's it's a BMW anyway. So it, what's interesting to me, man? <laughs> what's interesting to me? And you say this about the Lexus. Um, okay, so that's that's Toyota's high end, and they tend to spend a little bit more. And sometimes a, de- a guy that owns the Toyota dealership will also have a o- owning a, a ownership Lexus. share in the like. Le- yeah. Yeah. Right, but it's then not you uncommon. Have, you have Nissan, and we were talking. We had a podcast recently about the Nissan, um, the new Z coming out, and we were talking about packages that maybe the Z should take on, and we were talking about the turbo three liter that Infinity uses. So there you have what what is it with like Nissan and say Toyota that have these flagship vehicles. That could really save their rear ends, and well, they're already putting the technology into their high-end models, and it, it just makes no Nissan, sense. Nissan, Nissan is its own special situation. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Did it have anything to do with some sort of guy fleeing this the country? Is, or <laughs> right, right. Carl's going when the when the when the chief officer gets gets arrested for tax. Yeah, I mean he's literally on the run and hiding out in a in a in a another country. That's right. Well, I have friends because the headquarters are here. We I podcasted. We we did a podcast about Nissan and the Z three or four right. back. When I have friends that come up to me right now, and we've got one. His uh, his name's Chris. That he runs a motorcycle podcast. You and I were talking about getting him on this yeah. show, and he yeah. said, "Yeah, sure." And he deals with their. Um, He's R and D. Parts. He? He's a parts guy. Oh, okay. Parts and distribution for their. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's Nissan parts. But yeah. whenever I hear anybody say lately I work for Nissan, man, I literally hear that in my head. I hear. Yeah, yeah. Because it's that they're in trouble. I mean, that's. Yeah. But at least Jay, at least I can 
I can account for Nissan's dysfunction mm-hmm. because they lost their vision, because they lost their leadership. Some of these other companies, like General Motors, I mean, Mary Barra or Barra, however you say, she made some really smart moves, and and I thought some really great strategic moves over the past year. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, everybody's sitting at home thinking about, um, you know, I don't know what they're thinking about, and they're watching Netflix a whole bunch more. And I see GM run a commercial that says, hey, uh, we know you're probably not thinking about buying a car right now. Okay, <laughs> I, well, I'm definitely not thinking about it since you, you mentioned that. I, I, I mean, what seriously? Right. I recall that. It's like, why in the world would you do that? I mean, aren't you in the business to sell cars? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're a car sales company, and we know you're probably not thinking about buying a car. People are getting stimulus checks. There's, Come right. on. Right. Well, back to this Toyota. Okay, and the vet. So Toyota has a little bit of a little bit of a sliver of hope there, but unfortunately, GM has revealed that they're. They remember when they released it, they said that they would probably increase the the base price incrementally over the coming years. Right, right. Well, they've decided to leave that price alone. Well, they, um, they kind of have to because yes, the circumstances change. Absolutely. So you've got, again, with Toyota, they're, they're really... And again, what is up with these guys? Because we, we just podcasted about the rebadging of, you know, the BRZ versus the, um, um, you know... This is, right? this is just a theory, okay? Is Toyota and, like getting out of the business of, of research and development? Um, I saw this happen with Honda and Acura in 2008 during the, the, the recession that we went through then. And you and I have talked about this many times where Honda just kind of stopped R&D. They yeah. did it on the motorcycle side. They did it on um, the, the, the car side, Acura, the luxury side. Mm-hmm. And then what happened is four years later, you've got these Acuras rolling out that people are looking at going... That's what you're going to compete against BMW with. That's what you're going to compete against Lexus with. Now, Toyota did not do it, uh, at least not to the extent that they appear to be doing it this time around. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, and I remember, like, on the motorcycle side, like, three or four years later, like, I was looking at Hondas going, man, this thing is, like, comparing it to the other brands in that category, I'm going, you guys just look like you're just selling the same old reheated product from five years ago right right no so no creativity I, no there is something about these no japanese based companies that in the auto side that they tend to just tighten the belt when this happens and go we're not spending anything yeah and then all of a sudden down the road there'll be just this uh, big flush of I, I mean i don't see how you can make that r&d budget zero and st- and, and still compete it has to be, be something well I mean, wasn't it the Camry? Camry was like the number one selling passenger car in the country for for many years running. I, I still think that they're in the top. Yeah, they're in eight, the top. We we actually reported on we that reported a on few that. podcasts back. Yep. So you know, it's kind of one of those things. It's, it's what I say to people sometimes. If you have a good enough reputation, you can you can live on that for a while. But man, you better be in the background, you know, taking notes and and seeing what everybody else is doing, or not seeing what everybody else is doing, and getting creative in the back room, you know, and. That's you got to have some innovation going on, and, and we we haven't seen any of that from either of these two companies we've talked. Somebody about. will, and if you can operate lean, mm-hmm. there is going to be opportunity for you. It may yeah. be reduced, mm-hmm. but you you can't stop. You you have yeah. to lean it down for sure. 
Well, let's. Yeah, there's absolutely. still money to be spent. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, there's still people that want cars, and I see. I just think, look, right now, uh, we had some better numbers on on spending in retail mm-hmm. than we mm-hmm. expected over the past couple months, and that's great. It is. And if you're some- General Motors and you've got a flagship performance car, you've got an opportunity there. So, so the people that have money are usually the people that in these situations have invested and saved and they're not as impacted and that's your higher income earners well that's your corvette buyer crowd right 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 why are you not pushing that right why are you not if you're toyota out there i unfortunately the super is all they've got right now but you almost hedge your bets on the higher dollar stuff because the the, the crowd that can afford that is They've still yeah. got the money to buy They've it. They still right? got the money to buy it. You're absolutely right. I, I don't disagree with that that thought process the, at the, all. The guys that have hundreds hundreds of cars sitting around in their garage, like the Sammy Hagar's of the world, right? Those yeah. are the guys yeah. that you're Jay Leno, that you want to sell yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Exactly, man. Yeah, I agree with you. And you know, with you look at GM and Ford, they have really, really made some bold moves the last year or two. I yeah. mean, with the going from you know uh, a front engine to a to a mid engine on the Vet. And just basically putting all their their eggs in that basket, and you know there was a lot of speculation leading up to that that how really re- well received is this going to be? How you know what's this going to be? And then we were all like, "Wow, this is yeah. this is this is going to be something pretty special here," you know. And and then Ford comes out and oh, we're going to give you an all electric Mustang. What? Yeah, well, what? some people thought they lost their mind over that. Now, yeah. that remains to be seen. It might be a smart move, you know. Uh, but at least they're continuing to push the envelope a little bit. You know, they just dropped the new F-150 news, and that's got yep. some cool stuff in it. And yep. that, that's been in the works for years. That's not like no pre, you know, just, just months before the COVID uh, breakout, they decided to, hey, let's redesign a truck. No, no, no. That's, that's no. they've been... And it was not a complete overhaul. It's not a complete overhaul right. and, of the F-150. In but. fact, they're, they're talking about they're being very cautious in changing the external appearance. A lot of this is more internal and feature-driven changes. Yeah. And, yeah. and under the hood, so to speak, right? I think it's a wise move on their part. Do you think see they gonna, have a generator, optional yeah, generator built into that, that thing? I did. That's awesome. Oh, you, you, did you watch the reveal on that? Did you I did watch not. the video? Yeah. It's you should check it out. Okay. It's still out there. Yeah, it's it's pretty. We it's should worth, put a link to it on our website. Well, we should. Yeah, yeah. And you and by the way, if you're listening to this particular podcast, then you surely you listen to the one that we we did previous to this. We, we get into a lot of this stuff about this. Uh, Don't call me Shirley. Shirley. Uh, <laughs> all right. So so I want to get into a little bit more of this, uh, and then we get into the main topic of you know, just full on people losing their minds. Sammy Hagar's taking some heat over possibly losing his mind but before we get into sammy yeah we uh, we, we, look look, there's a couple things that i want to tip on you're you're right right, okay a couple things i want to tip on and then then you can you can bring me into that which is these guys ain't going away okay who these guys who aera oh right okay they're not going away and why is that because you got all these old cars coming out the drive-ins are popping back up and People are going to be wanting to fix their cars and repair their engines. That we already know that's going on because people have more time right now to sit around and deal with with broken stuff, 
And all these uh, repair shops, all their like support tickets, repair tickets, warranty claims, way up through the roof over the past couple months. I spoke to a performance shop over on the East Coast, a good friend of mine. Uh, we go way back. Um, he says that his business is just booming. And it's the, the guys are just sitting around. They're repairing. Their, they're getting their money put into the engines. And they're getting their old cars fixed up. And they're, they're starting to race again. And, you know, things are exciting in the engine rebuilding world. So, so hey, why don't we talk a little bit about our sponsor, Keith? Okay. Should I go, should I go there? Right on. So, hey, guys, AERA, the Automotive Engine Rebuilders Association. Uh, they are the preeminent technical resource and industry voice for internal combustion engine builders, remanufacturers, machine shops, OEM suppliers, and service providers worldwide. They started in 1922, 98 years ago, guys. AERA is the industry's oldest and most authoritative organization, serving an international membership made up of thousands of small and large businesses that provide service to industry ranging from mining and manufacturing, uh, right even down to Formula One racing. As a technical organization, they provide you engine specifications, technical assistance uh, for all of these types of engines uh, that are manufactured worldwide. They're, they have a world-class staff. They do. We had a couple of them recently on our podcast. Um, they are experts in what they do. Um, if you are a member of AERA, you have toll-free access to five technicians five days a week. They'll help you find answers to tough technical questions coming from around the world. Trust me, you need these guys in your uh, in your back pocket. Uh, you can get over there to uh, their website and join. Uh, go to www.aera.org. Uh, if you want to find a shop that utilizes their expertise, which makes them that much more of an expert, then you can go to aera.org forward slash member dash locator. And if they don't have that sign on their door, an AERA member, that machine shop, I might think twice about where I'm getting that done. So AERA as an organization, in order to help these guys bring more people into their industry and also to keep their chops up, if you will, AERA picked up where ASE left off, man. They offer a machinist certification, um, engine rebuilding certification, cylinder head machinists, and engine machinists. Technicians who successfully earn either certificate will hold proof that they have an elevated understanding of fundamentals of machining, measuring tools, uh, shop safety, fasters, engine theory, engine diagnosis, engine disassembly, component cleaning, inspection, crack detection, and repair, component reconditioning, and cylinder head and block resurfacing. Those are all of the key ingredients to a perfectly purring engine, man, if it's well built. And you guys, trust me, you don't have to be a member. If you want to do this, you need a career change, you're looking for something to do other than what you've been doing, trust me, go to their website. They have a machining, an engine, automotive uh, machining, uh, cylinder head machining, engine machining uh, class. It's an online course. It's 125 bucks without a book. It's 150 with a book, man. You'd be a fool not to try it. You don't have to be a member to do it. Trust me, do it. So don't forget, go to www.aera.org. You will find every single thing you need at the top of their page, and you will spend hours on that site looking around. So there you go. Thank you guys so much for being a yes. sponsor. We really appreciate that. So, all right. So uh, one more. Actually, the whole this whole thing is kind of news re relevant for for the podcast today. But 
<laughs> one more big news item. Sure. And we'll get into some of the littler stuff. Uh, but just keeping in line with people losing their minds. Okay, so oh. so Rolling Stone did an article recently. I think I've actually got it up here. And, um, and so a bunch of news organizations picked up on it. Um, the problem that I have is... I'm a big Sammy Hagar fan, and I think Sammy got unfairly singled out. Um, I, I read everything from, you know, Sammy Hagar willing to die for capitalism to, you know, I mean, just kind of ridiculous. It's, so it was it was a little unfair. I, I agree with you. So, a couple things got taken out of context. Now I've got the actual Rolling Stone article up in front of me. Let's read uh, it. They interviewed guys like, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, from Stevie Nicks, John Fogarty. David Crosby, Judy Collins, Tom uh, Peterson, Chrissy Hine from the Pretenders, right? So they've they've got some they've got some like all star kind of cast. So Sammy said, and I'm just gonna read you what he said yeah, just, here. Yeah, okay? just put it out there, man. I'll be comfortable playing a show before there's a vaccine, if it's declining and seems to be going away. I'm going to make a radical statement here. This is hard to say without stirring so- somebody up, but truthfully. I'd rather personally get sick and even die if that's what it takes. We have to save the world in this country from this economic thing, and that's going to kill more people in the long run. I would rather see everyone go back to work. If some of us have to sacrifice on that, okay. I will die for my children and my grandchildren to have a life anywhere close to the life that I had in this wonderful country. That's just the way I feel about it. I'm not going to go around spreading the disease. But right. there may be a time where we have to sacrifice. I mean, h- how many people die on Earth every day? I have no idea. I'm sorry to say it, but we all got to die, man. Okay. All right. So that's that is incredible words coming from a guy who you and I both are a big fan fan of. He and we understands. Know, we, know, we know where the his economy. Of, yes, we know where his head's if at. If I we do know a show, guys make money on T-shirts. That's the right. promoter makes money. He's not getting all that, but he understands right. that that drives the economy. Now, look, I have. I have said this before. It doesn't mean I agree with it. I had this conversation with my wife. I'm a, the older I get, the bigger a fan of history I am. Yeah, it's too bad. Apple's not the same, but right, things change, <laughs> man. You know, but usually when the choices are made during times of pandemic between economy and people's mm-hmm. lives, the economy wins. Like yep. I said, I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah. Historically speaking, that's usually the way it goes. Okay. Right. right. Um, he is getting attacked and misquoted as basically saying he wants other people to die to save the economy. It's not true. I mean, I don't, I don't know that that's the case here. I don't not, get that. I think that what the message that I get from Sam on this is that he is passionate about what he's done most of his adult life. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have to work. No, he's fine. But like what he the, does realize is that people within his camp, his organization, yeah. the people that depend on him getting on stage to make a living, they're not making a living right now. And he likes doing it. And look, this whole thing the circle's doing where they're sending out these videos on YouTube of the of the what yeah. do they call them sessions, the it's the, it's the it's the shutdown sessions, man. Yeah, and it's like that that's free. There nobody making money on There's that. There's no money made on that. And here's the thing, they're doing it in separate locations. Now that they've allowed going into phase two and phase three in certain locations, 
they they have masked up and been in same company, but they're wearing masks. They're showing you that they're, you know, they're they're willing. They don't have a problem, you know, going along with what we're supposed to be doing here to help each other out. And by no means did I take any did I take anything that Sam said as to be misleading folks saying that, you know. I'm bringing everybody else in and we're all going to die together. That's not the case. What he's trying to do is open the conversation to how can we bring people back to a concert? And I'm willing to get out on stage to get these people back to work. Let's all sit down at a table and talk about how we can do that safely. And I think that's what the man genuinely means. It's not, but he's will, he understands that there are, you know, there are dangers just like, there are dangers to somebody putting on a uniform and going into battle. It is the same thing. We are all essential in that regard. So he walked it back a little bit, mm-hmm. and they did a follow-up. Um, this is again from Rolling Stone. And um, he said, I did that interview May 8th when we were already several weeks into the stay at home, which my family and I took very seriously, and things were starting to look up. The curve was beginning flattening. So when I was asked if I'd be comfortable enough to get back on stage before a vaccine was out, I was cautiously optimistic. I said, yeah, not too soon. I want to make sure it's not escalating when mm-hmm. it's declining and seems to be going away. Big picture, it's about getting back to work in a safe and responsible way and getting this economy rolling again. I will do my part. I stand by that. I employ 200 people directly, and when we tour, even more. Right. Yeah. He's got people depending on him. Okay. Yes. Yes. And they're sitting like home. everything today. It's watch and see over the next few months. But we remain cautiously optimistic that with the right improvements and safety measures in place, we might be able to play shows this year. That said, as things change for the better or worse, we will appropriately adjust our plans. Yeah. So he could do an outdoor concert. I mean, basically, Jay, what Sammy is saying right there is you got to give to live. Right. <laughs> That's a good one, man. I, oh man, how many how many more Sam songs and lyrics can we bring out in this conversation? I'm oh, sure there's wow. plenty more, man. The gauntlet has been thrown down. So I, yeah. I I just wish we would just stop attacking people for overblown. This is I can understand where you may not agree with them, but I don't think we need to crucify this guy no. for like some sort of capitalist stance or whatever. This well, is people losing their minds and needing to see a public social media. Execution. Social media has turned into the shaming uh, right. game. It is just, it, it, it is baffling, mind boggling to me how people can be so cruel through social media. Well, do you think they need uh, controversy or crisis? It, it's sort of a sick, like, um, like they, they kind of get I'd, excited by it. I'd say that there are probably there is probably some element of that that's you know from a psychological standpoint that there's probably some well, people out there that 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 are excited by that. Like there was um, a big news article. Uh, I'm in the Nashville area, and they said the Sahara sandstorms coming. You know, here I, here it comes, right? And I sent yeah. that over to you, and you went, "Man, this happens every year. It Why are they making year. such a big deal about this?" Right. And, you know, it's just like what we do with it. Like, everybody sits on the edge of their seat. Well, the Storm Prediction Center says that this year is going to be the worst year for tropical storms and, and hurricanes. Okay, so, and then people start freaking out, and then you, all of a sudden you have all these shortages on 
on generators and all this stuff. They're buying all this stuff up, and nothing's happened yet. Well, you got to understand that that there are predictions made, and like with storms, for example, this they came out this year and they said that this was going to be a really really busy year from the tropical cyclone standpoint. Now, the Saharan dust has come across and it's actually suppressing the activity um, because it's keeping the the uh, the um, water a little cooler. Um, it just does you know you don't have the energy there. So there's actually some positive <laughs> comes out of it. But I've lived in the southeast most of my life. I don't anymore, and I don't have to deal with the Saharan Desert. But I remember as a kid seeing that stuff. The sky would be orange. I lived in Florida, and we would see that stuff. Nobody so, said, nobody thought anything of it. I mean, it's, it's definitely like exaggeration. for They're kind of whipping yeah. people up into a frenzy, right? Absolutely. I mean, I guess if you ask the news people, they would probably classify these as little white lies. Pretty much. <laughs> They are. They are. Uh, they you are. You open actually, the. You open the door to that. Hey, just, okay. <laughs> I got you. I mean, the, <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna. I, I may have to laugh really hard here in a second, guys. Okay. So, and okay, another example of that. Where are the murder hornets? People have lost their damn minds, man. They have lost their minds. Now I live up in in the area where these so-called scary creatures have made it across the border from Canada. Um, and apparently they just, you know, they decapitate, you know, honeybees. Um, but I read an article on this. There were some, uh, I don't know, I guess they're, uh, they're, they're scientists that, that, that deal with the raising of bees. I don't know the correct terminology for it. Let's see if I have that. It's a Harvard guy. So... So a new threat to the bees, right? They got this big story, science and technology. Um, he's associate professor of organ, organismic and evolutionary biology at the Faculty of Arts and Sciences. Wow, that's that's wow. Can I have that title? Can I like? I'm a bee guy. Anyway, um, <laughs> this guy. This guy basically, I mean, he hit the head of the nail. You know, here we are freaking about this the, this supposed murder hornet coming in and killing all these bees in our country when nobody's talking about the pesticides that kill them every year. Right, right. So, I mean, they kill more bees than, than these murder hornets supposedly do. Right, I mean, and I was actually just reading an article on this this morning. It's funny you should mention that, that they have these things now called bee cities. Mm-hmm. You can go look this up. It's a real thing. And there are cities that have started um, raising bee populations, like, you know, like beekeeper, like setting hives up and stuff. And they're becoming bee cities, and it's kind of bee sanctuaries where they're trying to encourage uh, population growth of the pollinators. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with, well, I mean, the bottom line is, is without bees, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Um, but but these scientists, these these guys will tell you that this murder hornet that, that the the media is like blowing out of whack and making people freak out over it. Um, they're way on the way down the list of, of threats to, to the bees here. Um, I mean, they've been in in Japan all these years. They get they get by and they do kill some people They're They can be dangerous in that regard. But um, 
It's a big old but, thunderstorm uh, outside. Is that, oh, really? We may lose contact. Yeah, with, time to with run Keith. out and buy some toilet paper. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking there. What? So what? Well, what is that with that? So this is the thing, and I, I'm just convinced. How else do you explain if it isn't people just needing to panic about something? Mm-hmm. How do you explain the toilet paper shortage? I mean, what is what that? Drove that? That had what, nothing what? to do Mm-mm. with side effects from COVID nineteen. No, I don't. Diarrhea get it. and pooping a lot are not common side effects, as far right. as I know. Yeah, I mean, somebody I, said. How I else guess, do you explain that? I never heard one single news story though that like said, "Hey, you got to run out and go buy this stuff." People but need a people, reason, right? To, but they picked up on it and ran with the story. Is what they did. You and know, honestly, like if you're gonna like panic buy stuff like again like hey somebody in the marketing department of the auto industry should have jumped on that and said hey y'all need to stock up on like air filters for your car or right you know oil filters or (laughs) right i I don't know like or cars you know hey go buy some cars right they've done the same thing with the meat saying that there was going to be this huge meat shortage and that's completely not the truth there is no meat shortage. Now, granted, they were the the stocks, you know, that they you know in the in the frozen side of it, they were putting a ton into it, and the, the the stockpile has never been depleted. When that starts going away and getting depleted, that's when you really need to kind of worry. But that never happened. In fact, they were exporting more meat than they ever had back during this whole COVID thing. Right. So somebody read something somewhere and said, oh, there's going to be a meat shortage based on all this. And it just didn't happen. Yes, it was a so, little bit of a slowdown because the plant's closing. You know, because How of do COVID. we solve this? How do we take a step towards a better... a, a better... Uh, way of living in our society that does not involve mass panic and public uh shaming and like literally back in the days of my wife's got got me watching because you know we're we're guilty of this too we've had a little bit more tv time lately she's got me watching a couple couple good shows on uh, netflix now i'm not going to say which ones because they're a little girly all right i i gotta (laughs) keep my you know but they're good they're good and they're they're set historically and, you know, there's stuff going on in these things where they did, you know, guillotines and like right. one guy's talking about drawing and quartering people and like, you know, and people used to turn out and watch that stuff. And biblically, you know, there were stonings and just crazy yeah. stuff. And it's like, yeah. what is it in us that, okay, well, let me just stop asking why we like train wrecks and let me start asking, because this is going to solve a couple problems. How do we make it better how do you solve the rubbernecking problem as we call it around here when there's a wreck on the side of the road everybody Mm. slows down on the other side of the highway that's not even impacted by the accident to look right yeah it's um how do we contribute to make it better gosh man well you got to set an example and i mean is it just living by example i think so you gotta you gotta do that and you gotta i think that we all as human beings have a responsibility to each other in conveying information that is truthful too and not exaggerating the story because it's kind of like that old you know adage where people say 
if you if you say something to a person next to you at a table of 20 people and then that person says you know and so on and so on around the table by the time it gets back to you it's a completely different story that's that's what's happening and people are so they believe everything they see on social media and i've got to tell you man i mean i don't know how uh social media can can police that in any way shape or form effectively um, other than just shutting it down, man, and not well, even allowing people to do and that. And it's not even really their job to do it. It's our job as it's, sort of responsible adults to not participate in that stuff. You know, no, and you're right about that. You're absolutely right about that. I've got one more example for you of how people have lost their damn minds. Now, this is this is also this was recently in the news. You might have seen it, okay? <laughs> um, it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna practice some restraint here. But um, California has attempted, and it's gonna be interesting to see if this sticks, mm-hmm. to require all heavy-duty vans and trucks. So, um, oh, not personal vehicles, I, but big I ones. I saw right? that. I saw that. Must be. Uh, well, the article says must be electric, but if you read the article, it says could be. They, they, they also allow hydrogen by okay. twenty twenty four. Okay. Wow. Jay, what year is it? It's twenty twenty, man. I think about halfway through it, right? About halfway through. Yeah. God, have we been through half of this? This is what. So okay. they're going to require by in three and a half years. Your, that's like think about this. Amazon. Yeah. Like, what about big trucks? And right. You, some of these things are hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you're going to make them just throw those away in three years? Seriously? Yeah, okay. that's interesting, so let me, man. Let me get... I, I, okay, for, before you guys freak out, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, we shouldn't continue to improve efforts to clean the air, Okay. But what I think I'm trying to say here is this might be a little bit unreasonable in terms of the timeline and how they're just... I mean, you're just going to have more people leaving California. Is that what you want, California? Is that really yeah. what you want? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me yeah. just... So this is... No. <laughs> this is um, coming out of... Have they, the, lost, have they lost their damn minds? I think that it's been gone a long time. Um, California Air Resources Board, also known as... Carb. Carb. Now, if you go Carb. watch the, and you can find this on Netflix, if you watch the video, Who Killed the EV? And, right. and it's, um, I think it's, uh, ah, what's his name? Um, uh, the guy that narrates it. I can't think. Uh, Ed Begley Jr., I think. Oh, really? I like it. I'm not yeah. sure. But anyway, Ed they Be- talk about I, I, the, yeah. the GM EV1. You remember how that mm-hmm. was 100% leased and they came and got him mm-hmm. back? It's an interesting video. It's a very interesting documentary. Okay. I'll check that out. Yeah. So CARB was heavily mentioned in that documentary. They are behind this push to reduce truck emissions, okay? Uh, The first of their kind guidelines, which take effect in 2024, cover a broad range of truck segments from medium-duty models up to the big rigs that move vast amounts of goods throughout California and across the country. Um, California... Air Resources Board is pressing manufacturers to add electric and hydrogen trucks to its light duty segments already. 
Um, this is a quote from them. Uh, it's from Governor Gavin Newsom. California is once again leading the nation in the fight to make our air cleaner, becoming the first place in the world to mandate zero emission trucks by 2020. Uh, I'm sorry, 2045. Oh, so it's not 2024. Well, the article, the headline says 2024, and this is NBC News. Hey, and then you it's, read it's into exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. There's your example. We're That's just whipping right people, people up into a frenzy. People, people, here's the deal. Read the entire thing before you comment on anything. There you go, right? That's that's yeah. a good point, man. I mean, this is they're sitting there bending the words, man. Well, that makes more sense if it's 2045. Okay, and here's sure. why I say that. Here's why it gives I say everybody that, time to get out of California. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they passed the On Highway Act, um, and it started in California back in the early 2000s. It might have been 99 and 2000. And that was the move to reduce uh, sulfur um, out of diesel fuel, which, you know, is a pollutant. Well, they gave them 18 years to transition into that where you had to be compliant. So it makes sense if you're going to do that. But, you know, if you really want to reduce the emissions, how do you do it? You, You flip the switch. You flip the switch. You get rid of gasoline engines diesel engines and you go all electric and that's i just don't know i mean we've those are some bold statements we've heard um uh, what was it uh what's his name and the, the the prime minister of, of the uk oh um, Bo- uh, boris 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 i can't get Johnson. past rocky and bull bullwinkle whenever bullwinkle, i hear boris, yeah. sorry but he's he's made a bold just, statement say moose and squirrel say moose and squirrel <laughs> <laughs> right but he's he's made a bold statement saying that that all of the uk is going to be gasoline engine free by 2035 we talked about that yeah yeah we've talked about that yeah so anyway wow what's that's uh it's an interesting time we live in man i would like to see hydrogen a a little bit more in in embedded in our our vehicle uh Mm -hmm. lineup before we make that push Mm -hmm. but i do understand you've got to incentivize people to move otherwise they're just going to sit back and you know well i'll tell you what man if they would just invent that transporter man the molecular the, transport of the Star Trek, the, tra- yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. need that. That would really, really. Um, or man, Elon, dude, Elon with his uh, tube, the the, the, the fast train. The, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, the boring tool. We did that. You know, we had the tunnel here in in uh, Seattle. They got rid of the uh, the viaduct there, um, and now they go under the city instead of across the waterway. What a major event that was, um, but it's open now. It works, and and it's uh, certainly the the Pike Place Market area. Of course, can't enjoy it now, but at this present time. But once we get back to some sort of normalcy, if there is anything such, um, you'll be able to enjoy that waterfront a lot better. It looks a lot beautiful, very beautiful. You know what you can enjoy right now? What's that? Our website. Absolutely, you can. You want to tell them about it? You want me to tell them about it? Um. I just teed it up for you. I'm done. <laughs> I'm checking out, man. See you, suckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Hey, everybody, thank you for uh, watching us today and listening to us today. Um, check us out over on our website, and you can find this podcast link. Um, you can find links to many things on our website, and that's www.parscountyguru.com. And uh, we're on social media. Check us out over on Facebook. We're at facebook.com forward slash Gurus. You can check us out on Instagram. We're at uh, Instagram.com forward slash The Parts Counter Gurus. We're on Twitter now. 
we're twitting, we're tweeting, we're twittering, we're tweetering, um, and our handle is at uh, the counter show. That would be twitter.com at the counter show, and um, check us out uh, on our YouTube channel, where those subscriptions are free to you but priceless to us. Hey, are you getting more storms? We are. I forgot. I'll be right back. Keep talking. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, if you want to reach us, please. Send us a comment on our website. You can uh, go up there and uh, ask us to, to talk about stuff, or if you want us to uh, shoot a review on any of your product, please feel free to get up there and contact us, and we'll be glad to uh, put your product uh, right at the forefront of our audience, show them what, we, what, what your product is and that sort of stuff. We do a lot of reviews over on, on that YouTube channel, but we need your subscriptions, people. Almost forgot. Almost forgot. What's that? How could I forget? Okay. What? Speaking of products, man, one of my favorite oh. new ones. Oh, right. We premiered this one, uh, I think, last podcast. Jay, you like beer? Oh, I love beer, my friend. You know I love beer. Don't you hate it when you have to stop drinking beer to do things like uh, personal hygiene and grooming and showering? Yeah, I do. I well, hate it. Necessity is the mother of all invention, as they say. Uh, I don't think that was a Mark Twain quote, but, you know. No, I think... Uh, What's his name? Uh, Frank Zappa. So here we have. Now this is. Uh, you can find this on our mention on the podcast page on our website. Jay already told right. you where those. Wh- yep. Where to where to hit Everything. that? Everything. Parts This Look is at the Sudski shower I drink holder. Dude, I love and that. It is. Uh, it's. Uh, you, you stick it on the on the wall in the shower. Right. Mm-hmm. Sticks to mm-hmm. shiny surfaces. Yep. Put your beer right in there. You don't yep. have to stop. Now you can just. And I, I'm telling you. It, Will it, cause it, can it hold a pint glass? Uh, uh, if you're brave enough to bring glass into the shower, I mean, I guess it would. But well, uh, how about a pint cup or it could yeah. hold a cup, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so where I'm going with this is, is that maybe you fancy a uh, margarita? Oh, right. Yeah. And just get yourself yeah. a straw and just you know, yeah. But I love it, man. That's I need one of those. I know what I'm yeah. getting for Christmas now. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you want uh, Moss tequila, Jay. Yeah, good one. Hey, yeah, so you can saw... find this on the mention on the podcast page. We'll tell you where to get it. It's called the yes, Sudski. Sudski. That's a you know what Father's Day has passed, but I can tell you what, man, you're not going to make Dad sad by going ahead and getting him something, um, and giving it to him, you know, before next Father's great, Day. Great, great gift, no matter what the day or season, right? Yeah, absolutely right, absolutely right. So, what I'd like to do, Keith, is is say thank you, man. Okay. You're a good dude. You're a good dude. We're, we want to end on a high note here and oh, just tell I, people. Oh, thanks, you know, Jay. We, 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 I some, feel the same posi- about you. Some positivity, man. As long as you don't been... park too close to me, we're fine. Oh, no scratches from me, pal. <laughs> no scratches from me. You know how I feel about that. But, yeah, we just need to – You, I'm sure you have something teed up to take us out on, but I just kind of felt like, um, you know, people have lost their damn minds. I think you just all need to take a chill pill and take a deep breath. You know, settle down. You know, that actually fits really well into what I was going to close with without you even knowing what I was going to say. So, mm. uh, yeah, I've got a Mark, T- Mark Twain quote for you here. So I love it. Let's go. You know, I've been like I, we opened the podcast. I, I admitted that I've been reading a lot of Mark Twain. OK, here's a good one. All right. Never argue with stupid people. They will drag you down to their level and then beat you with experience. Ooh, <laughs> Just leave it so alone, true. man. Take the high so road. True. So true. It's so, so true, man. Uh, for
for my podcast partner Jay over there. Keith over there. I'm Keith. Yep. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We appreciate it very much, and we will talk to you soon. Take care, guys.